We wanted to give a shout out to Rumpel, our new favorite blankets that were made to go anywhere you go. Rumpel's original puffy blanket is made sustainably with the same quality materials as your favorite puffy jacket. So whether you're hitting the beach or camping in the mountains, Rumpel has you covered. They've got cool designs and packable products for that on-the-go lifestyle. Rumpel blankets are water and weather resistant and pack right into a stuff sack. So they're easy to pack everywhere we at Kids Who Explore go. We also love that every blanket is made from 60 recycled plastic bottles and that they come in junior sizes for our kids. The chamois towel is another one of our favorites because it's quick drying and it's so perfect for all of those adventures when you didn't quite plan on getting wet. Like when your kids suddenly see a splash park or your hike includes an unexpected dip in the water. Get your Rumpel gear at rumpel.com and enter code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. That's R-U-M-P-L dot with code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Today, we have the pleasure of talking with Jennifer and LJ, the founders and owners of Three Moms Organics which carries a product we are very interested in, TickWise. TickWise is an organic, deep-free, family-safe insect repellent that also repels ticks, among many other bugs. Their product is EPA compliant and is registered in all 50 states in the US. It is sold in over 300 stores and that number is increasing every day. It is also sold on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and Lowe's.com. Furthermore, Three Moms Organics was recently certified as a prestigious women-owned small business. Both Jennifer and LJ have lived in the Hamptons of New York for all their adult life. They have both raised families in East Hampton and learned early on the dangers of ticks and the diseases they carry. LJ's children have each been infected with tick-borne diseases multiple times, as have Jennifer's. The tick problem has gotten so bad in East Hampton that you cannot even step onto your lawn without finding at least one crawling up your leg. So ladies, <laughs> I am beyond freaked out by ticks. And as you know, because we've chatted, I'm living on Long Island and I love your product. So every single day I spray at least Collins in my legs before we head into our backyard, just to make sure. <laughs> that we're okay so thank you so much for what you've created and thank you for being on the podcast today yeah. thanks for having us we we understand that freaked out feeling like you're saying because that's exactly where we were I mean I was like talking to my husband like where can we go where like these little ticks are um do so much damage that it really can be scary and that's kind of what made tick wise be invented yeah. Because I, we needed to find something that we can put on ourselves every single day and still love where we live. You know? Right. And I don't want the fear of the ticks to keep me from getting outdoors and taking my daughter outdoors. So that is what TickWise has done. You're right. It's allowed us to get out there and feel safe. And that's what happened with me. I was very, very sick. So I stopped going outside. I worked as in natural resources and um, landscape design my whole life. And I wound up not going out any longer because I was so afraid of the ticks because I had gotten so sick. Wow. Okay. And you two both have a very interesting story of how you became business partners during this. So can you let us know how that all went down? I worked in pre-K. I had her boys and I wound up um, on a year-long treatment for Lyme disease when with an IV antibiotic. And she was like, well, I, I use this product. I make it myself. And I spray myself. You should I was like, great, give it to me. I, I need everything I can get. 
because I couldn't use a deep product because of the neurological Lyme, the deep products would make me feel terrible if I used them. So therefore I just stopped going outside and I needed something that was going to work really well. And she was making a product, she gave it to me and I yeah. loved it, loved the smell of it. And then we wound up deciding, hey, let's start selling this at, let's start selling that at farmer's markets. And we did, we got together, we sat down we came up with a, a great formula. I knew ticks. She knew um, oils and I knew what ticks hated. She knew what oils worked and we put them together. We mashed yeah. it together. We wound up taking that one formula that I had and then just totally deconstructing it and making sure that we put in products that were actually going to work um, well for what we were looking for ticks and mosquitoes too. Yeah. You know, so what inspired you to make it originally then, Jen? I am very into essential oils and trying to treat my family with essential oils first. And then we go into the medicine cabinet. Um, My husband can attest to this because if he has a fever, I will um, use him as my guinea pig before I give it to the kids. And he's like, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, your fever's coming down one degree an hour. He's like, can I just have some Motrin? I'm like, let's just try this out for a little bit longer. <laughs> like, so, um, so that's what I just tried to do to, you know, but of course, if, you know, need be, I, I do turn to um, Western medicine, but usually, you know, for headaches and, and things like that, that's, that's the route we go. And her like son, that. yeah, um, with Ehrlichia. Yes, he had a, that and also the alpha gal. So he had a meat allergy. He got bit by a tick and he wound up um, getting a meat allergy that I actually had as well. But when he got it, you know, he was six at the time. And there's a lot of um, mammal products like uh, marshmallows and things like that that you don't think of that I'm like, he could be at a birthday party and grab something and not know. And that's where um, the fear, I think, really set in for me what is when because i i just eliminated meat from my diet and thankfully i was okay and the fear of him eating something that he didn't know and then having you know a bad reaction and having an EpiPen and benadryl always always by our sides was scary and i knew that he as he was getting better that he couldn't get bit again because if you get bit again it just starts that whole cycle all over and sometimes worse so we really just needed to protect ourselves and not only that lj has like really promotes um tick safety not just with our products but like how you can go outside and hike and feel safe you know you you don't want to be petrified of of the ticks because you know that they're dangerous, but you want to be smart and tucking your, you know, pants into your socks and putting white socks all the way up and wearing light color clothing, putting permethrin on your shoes. It's a first line of defense. Of course, you don't want to put that on your body, but permethrin for your shoes is a really good first line. Yeah, because they'll be, you know, coming up for your shoes and climb up, so. So yeah, I, I actually spray my, my kids' shoes down out on the front deck and then I leave it for like, you know, it lasts for two weeks and every two weeks we just respray them. Yeah. So my daughter plays softball. So she, and they're out in the field, you know, the, they kick the deer off the field. So the, the field is covered in ticks. So I make sure that her cleats are covered. You know, my son right now is out in a trail out in Montauk. He works for a nature conservancy and he does a, uh, a kind of internship with them. So he and everybody else on that trail 
and in this internship is covered in chickwise and permethrin on their shoes. Our whole town is. The bus drivers are like, oh, it's stick season. And, you know, because they, the kids are just getting on the bus just with, with this. And they smell like us. Yeah. They yeah. Smell, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that because I didn't know about permethrin and I just Googled it <laughs> so I can buy it right away because ticks are starting to come here in the Canadian Rockies and they're starting to become a problem. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I'm freaked out by them, but I'm trying not to yes. well, that, show that too that. much develop a fear in my children. But um, what are, do the ticks actually have a purpose in nature? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I unfortunately had to learn a lot about ticks and really quickly, like my ex-husband almost died. He was in the hospital for eight weeks because of a tick-borne disease. Oh, so no. I had to learn very quickly. I haven't figured it out. I really don't know. There are just, there are very few animals that don't have a purpose. I feel the ticks really don't have a purpose. <laughs> like they're not even a good food source. Who wants to eat a tick? Like, right. Well, it's, um, actually, possums. Yeah. yeah. Possums. You, well, if we didn't in, in, you know, come up with this, we were going to have our kids kind of carry around <laughs> little possums, or yeah. a little possum purse, you know, you know, they have the tail. You just, yeah. but it was interesting what you said, that um, the ticks are now like coming into Canada and stuff, because when I did mention to my husband, when that first fear, like, where can we go? Where can we move? We're looking and I mean, ticks are everywhere. They're, they're, you know, they're moving quickly yeah. across the United States yeah, at, at yeah. an alarming rate. Yeah. It's just, it started in the Northeast here and they're just sweeping. And it's now we have this new tick to worry about um, that reproduces without a male tick. So it, it just, there's... They're here yeah. to stay. So what we need to do instead of like totally scaring everybody because that's not what we're looking to do. There is ways to do it safely and you know to do tick, tick checks every night that you you know the kids my kids know they, they come home they undress and we do tick checks and I don't want to put the fear in them but I mean I do always say to them, like, think like a tick. When you're walking down the, the walkway, don't walk where the long grass is, you know, stay in the yeah. center. And, um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, the ticks are closer to the trails. They're not because they're looking to feed. So, you know, when you think like, oh, well, we'll go, you know, the ticks are more further out in the big tall grass, which they very well can be, but they're looking to feed. So they do come into the trails and things like that. So they're waiting on those long pieces of grass. So you just keep checking them, Yeah, you know? They actually can sense if somebody has walked in the last five hours, they can, and <coughs> they will follow that chemical scent laid down by your shoes. This which is, is turning very scary. she keeps saying don't scare people I'm like <laughs> scare everybody I've heard that too they can not they don't fly but they can fall from trees so that's why you're also checking your hair because they could fall from a tree yeah. onto the top of your head is that true yeah, well they they go into the trees because of the raccoons because of the squirrels because of the birds and they're trying to get down from the tree to get yeah. to their prey and that's another good point because the, the deer get a really bad rap and it's not just the deer. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about ticks because I don't have deer here. Well, they, the mice, rabbits, um, birds, birds, squirrels. Yeah. Possums yeah. are the only thing you really want in your yard. So the purpose, <laughs> the purpose of a tick is essentially to haunt everyone. <laughs> that's yes, that's it. Right. So yes. we're here to make it better and not you know, there, there is ways we, we, 
have a lot of ticks where we live and we go out and we enjoy ourselves every single day. You're outside gardening. I'm outside on trails with the kids. Your kids are playing sports yeah. and we're safe. You know, we, we do the right things to keep ourselves safe in that kind of situation. That's why, you know, we as two moms became social entre entrepreneurs because we weren't looking like getting together and saying, Hey, let's, let's get a job that we can make some money at. This came the other way, right? You know, this came for a sense of, okay, what are we going to do? And we need to fix this problem. We need to feel safe. And not, how can yeah. people not feel like we did? How yeah. can people not feel like our children? How can we stop the kids from, from not being sick? Yeah. We did a lot of educational stuff. I did one with the school. We ran a conference, a tick-borne disease conference out here last year to try to just get the information out there. Right. Or two years ago now. Yeah. I feel like last year didn't happen, the whole COVID thing. It's like <laughs> everything happened last year. Like it didn't yeah. even happen. <laughs> just didn't happen. Um, so how did you guys come up with your name? I'm curious. It's super clever. Well, we always say that, you know, it's us two moms and the third mom is the consumer. The third per person is the, the other mom or the other caregiver or the person that's protecting themselves that, you know, who knows you better than or wants to take care of you better than a mom. And that's what we're trying to do. You know, we love the number three. <laughs> so there was just two of us, though. And we were like, well, yeah, how do we? Yeah. Three moms has a different ring to the two moms thing, I think. And yeah. that's just what we went with. So. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. So you were talking about the ticks mostly residing in tall grass. So that would be your biggest concern area for listeners today listening in. It would be avoiding the tall grass. Depending on where you live, but I mean, here, here it's any grass, yeah. short grass, tall grass. Yeah. That's why yeah, we send the kids to school with, um, you know, so I spray them in the morning before they go to school and then they have must spray themselves at recess Excuse before me. they go out because it is an essential oil product, you know, and natural, you have to respray it every two hours. Okay. And then the cue of the dogs actually in the background is, is a question. So about the animal hosts. Um, so obviously there's a lot of animals at risk here. Yeah. My dog that had that's not what he passed from, <laughs> but um, he definitely had tick-borne diseases um, as well. And this product is good for dogs as well. You, it is not good for cats. People are always asking, and we have it right on our label, but um, cats lack an enzyme to break down essential oils. So it can become toxic for cats. So you don't want to spray the cats with this, but it is good for dogs and horses, people. Um, I shower or bathe every night. And after that, before I put on my pajamas, I spray myself with tickwise just in case something came in on the dog. Yeah, because a lot of times people will treat the dog with frontline or something like that or another, and the tick has to bite the dog to actually die from that. You know, right. at least this would help, you know, my dog lines up at the front door with the kids. She sits down, <laughs> Lucy goes right to the front door and she gets sprayed and I just rub it into her and, um, you know, just to protect her from even just getting the ticks on her and then bringing them inside. You've covered so much amazing information about what people can do. Long clothes, tall socks, spray their shoes, buy tick-wise. <laughs> um, is there anything else people can do to protect themselves from even coming in contact with a tick? And my big question always is, does showering help? Because when I go on a hike, I come home and I try and be cons and shower myself. And I want to know if that's actually making a difference. If it's just crawling on you, sure. It would get washed down the drain. Yeah. And, and you're, when you take your clothes off, you're going to be looking. 
at yeah. spots. You know, you're yeah. gonna, you didn't take a shower, you wouldn't have exposed areas that you could check out. And so that's, yeah. that sounds kind of. Yeah, and if the tick's just crawling on you, you have the opportunity to get it off of you before it. Right. Yeah before it bites you it's, yeah. it's important you can to not use those words anymore yeah it sounds so scary i'm like before it nibbles i don't know I'm if you feel that you too. were in a tick infested area you take your clothes and you put them in the dryer and you put it on very very high heat for an hour yes. which will kill any of the ticks that are that are on your clothes so that is a great idea you come home from your hikes and put your clothes right into yep. the dryer and then jump in the shower and then you check yourself. I thought you of know? jumping in the dryer a few times myself. But <laughs> So do you guys do this every single day? At the end of every single day, you take your kids and when they get home from school or sports, you take all their clothes off, throw them in the dryer. Everybody has a tick check. Everybody has a shower. Yeah. Well, yes. And on the days that they weren't sprayed. Yeah. My kids are nine. My daughter just turned nine last week and my, I have twin 10 year old sons and yes because of what they do when they're outside and we we tick check every day they are used to it they um check themselves basically now you know any any freckle that my kids have too <laughs> on their ear he's always like mom no that's that's just my freckle because i'm like oh come here you know um but yeah we we've all gotten into the habit of checking ourselves yeah yeah i have teenagers i can't make them do anything <laughs> So you're actually looking for little black spots that are like the size of a freckle. Yep. Yes. Until recently, we've only just saw our first tick ever. Um, until recently, my husband didn't entertain my tick fear at all. So I would try to do my own self checks. But I, I mean, listeners today can't see it, but you guys can see all of my hair and how dark it is. How am I checking myself? to make sure that there's no ticks on me. And, what, and yeah. would, I, would I notice it? Like if a tick had bit me, like would I, would I feel it would something? It would usually yeah, itch. itch. Yeah. I am very cognizant of any itchy areas, especially after being outside. You know, like sometimes we'll just go like this. I am, is it, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just go, oh, something's itchy yeah. you scratch it. I always look. Yeah. And even though, especially for us here um, in New York, the tick season is really year round but the ticks do not like the high heat. So in July and August, when everyone thinks, okay, well, the ticks aren't out anymore. They're come, you know, as soon as the weather starts to cool, cool down again in September and October, they're there, they're yeah. back again. Yeah. Yeah. So even back. when there's a lull. So you just wanna, you know, always educating yourself about it is the best way to get over fear for me at least. Um, you know, is to know, yeah. yes, this is really scary. It's really serious. And we're like kind of joking around about it, but it is a serious thing. And, and it could be devastating to get bit by a tick, but there are ways to live a happy life outside exploring and keeping yourself safe. Just, you can do a tick check. You would feel it if you, you know, it it start, nail, yeah, it'll hair. start to itch. You would feel it. They, they, they have an anticoagulant in their bite, which actually causes the itching. So what about when I just finish the hike and get to my car? If I just kind of run my fingers and nails through my yeah, yeah. kind of shake yeah. it, will that kind of do a, a pretty good job of getting them off of me before they bite? <laughs> yes. And you, you could spray your hair too. Spray your hair. Yeah. They don't like the scents. So if they're, you know, they're not going to want to go climbing up your legs. And if they don't like the scents, they're going to go elsewhere to look 
Somebody not yeah. We need to get your product yeah. into Canada, please. <laughs> yeah, we are working so hard on that right now. We it took a really long time. So another thing about us making our product is we had to be EPA compliant here in the states, and we had to deal with each state individually because um, we're a 25B pesticide. Even considered. though we don't kill the ticks, we we um, our product is meant to repel the ticks. So anything that claims to mitigate or repel an insect falls under the umbrella of a pesticide. Right. So even though we're all natural, we're a 25B product. In the States. In right. the States. And so it took some time. It took us a year to figure that out, which by the way, we didn't know in the very beginning when we were just in the basement making, you know, our sprays. We're like, okay, this is great. And then all of a sudden they're like, uh, no, you have to be going through these guidelines. This is what you need to do. And um, they were like, the EPA was suggesting that like we got a lawyer and it would cost us all this money. And we were almost ready to shut down at that point. Yeah. And we were I like, you crying. know what? Yeah. We were like, you know what? Okay. Like after an hour and a half of us, like, what are we going to do? We were like, no, let's, let's learn this. Right. And now we could really consult for another company that would have to deal with the EPA, which I hope is going to help us when we try, we are trying to get Canada. Canada, because we have all of our efficacy. We sent um, our product away for um, efficacy, and which it proved to be two hours for ticks and 1.75 hours for mosquitoes. So I'm hoping that that information will help us to, and learning all of the language will help us to um, get, get into, into Canada. Canada. So we are working on it really hard. We are, we are <laughs> very... Um, legitimate company like we definitely know what we're talking about and we definitely understand at least all of the united states rules and canada pretty much follows the same protocol as the epa but unfortunately there's still a protocol i can't just go oh look we follow all the epa's rules yeah just you know register us so unfortunately it takes time but we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're we're on it we're on it promise you're on it <laughs> so can you explain to listeners how you know your product is effective which it obviously is, but the research you've done and also the best way to spray. Like, am I doing a good thing if I'm just spraying legs in the backyard or should I really be doing a full-fledged rub down? So we went to an independent um, laboratory and it, there's um, a lot of states like California are very hard to get registered in and they will only accept two laboratories to be tested in we picked the one that worked best for our needs, um, sent the product to them. So we also have done numerous independent field testing. I don't know if you saw any of the videos of the ticks in the center of the page of the paper and they don't cross over that line. And then we dried it, we timed it. We did our own before we could afford that efficacy data, which becomes very costly. So we started doing our own basic efficacy data. Mm -hmm. And so then we sent it to friends of ours who also are doing, recreating the same studies. So we've had numerous independent field studies and we also have this um, laboratory that tested it so we can make sure if we were not effective, we would not be able to be registered in these states. Or have it on our label, the label um, restrictions. That's why when you look at our label, it has so many things um, written on it. It's because a lot of the different states had different requirements. Like one was like, for example, do not use on food and feed commodities. Like. 
that was one of the states needed that on there. Yeah. So, you know, for it to say proven effective, it has to be effective. Yeah. And like we said, we sent it away and it was two hours for ticks and, you know, 1.75 for mosquitoes. And we're still yet to test on fleas and other biting insects. But with that being said, we use it for all biting insects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as far as spraying it, um, we, I kind of do like a head to toe, but definitely spraying your legs is a smart idea, <clears throat> especially if you're just going out for a walk or something like that. Um, and we recommend for babies, we say, don't spray it on their hands, don't spray it on their face, um, because babies tend to put their hands in their mouth and it does have peppermint in it. And peppermint can be, um, you know, we always say test patch, uh, a little bit of their skin, but for real little babies, you spray their hats, their <coughs> socks, their shoes, their carriage, their car seat, whatever they're in and not spray them directly. So, yeah. Okay, that's great to know. Um, so then also with other pets, like how do you keep your pets safe? I know we talked about before um, having vaccines for pets, like dogs having a Lyme vaccine. So what else can be done with pets? I my dog i don't have the lyme vaccine for my dog because i keep up with you know spraying her every time we go outside but that is definitely an option um some people spray their yards i opted not to spray my yard even though i'm terrified of ticks uh because of the collateral damage with bees uh and other native bees too it's not honeybees have a thank goodness for honeybees because they're help saving other native bees as well but um, if you spray your yard, if yeah. you spray your yard, you, the collateral damage, it kills every spider. It kills, you know, toads and, and then yeah. the, you, you lose all of your natural predators, your snakes, your toads, all of, all of that. So I stopped spraying and I, I got these things called tick boxes and what it, the, the animals go in and they get like a chemical called furpinol on their back and it actually kills the ticks. And I noticed it took about a year to really start working. Because the animals need to. Because, yeah. because it needs to, they need to go into the boxes, they need to come out. Um, but it's actually, because Lyme disease starts with, with white-footed mice, you know, field mice. And it, that's where the Lyme disease resides. So I wanted to make sure that the ticks that were in my yard were being taken care of by the direct problem which would be the mice so and you're not bothered by the chemical of that right because you're obviously very natural in everything it's, you do do you find you're bothered by that at all it doesn't kill the the mice it doesn't kill the mice it just is almost like a frontline protection on them okay yeah and how many do you have how many do i need to get <laughs> how many tick boxes do i have my property but we could give you the name of the um, gentleman that does it, but I think it was like, he does it by the perimeter. So he would measure your perimeter and then he puts them in a certain amount. Like, yeah. so there's a, uh, a formula for it, you yeah. know? It costs about the same as spraying, but it's a lot less. I spray my, I do spray my yard. I spray it with um, organic, uh, an organic company that comes and sprays the yard. But I keep saying I'm gonna switch over to the tick boxes. You guys had mentioned that the dog needs to be bit for the the stuff that they internalize for ticks and fleas that, that for it to be effective. Now, can the tick still transfer disease to your dog because it bit it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And on that note, um, same thing for humans too. Can can you get Lyme disease twice? Oh yeah. I've had it 
yeah. many, many, many times, mm -hmm. which is why I wound up with neurological Lyme. It was a buildup over time. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Because I was always working outside. I did a field study for the Bronx Zoo on uh, Clemmy's Gutata, which are yellow spotted or spotted turtles. So I did that for six years from April to October every day. So I was in the marsh and in the tall grass every day. It was, I was constantly being bit. So mm -hmm. my Lyme disease was so bad at the end because I had been infected so many times. Yeah. And it wasn't always like this. Like I, I'm a child that, you know, grew up on Long Island and we would roll through the grass and not even think twice about it. You know, every once in a while, I remember hearing about a tick here or there, but it wasn't like how it is now. Yeah. yeah, there were more dog ticks then. There weren't as many deer ticks and now the Lone Star tick. And do you have lasting impacts from, from Lyme? Unfortunately, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah, I still, I can have really bad days. A I can loss of hearing sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I lost my hearing in my right ear almost completely. It's at 98% uh, hearing loss. And in my left ear, it's about 70. So I read a lot of lips. I... She yells a lot. Um, <laughs> well, thank my you kids so much for turning this into a mission that's helped so many people. Thank we. It's important to us. Yeah. It's really important. I don't want anybody to feel like I did. I don't want anybody to almost die like my husband did. I don't. It's you yeah. know. And scary. we want we want to enjoy this. We live in a beautiful, beautiful place, and we want to enjoy it. We want our kids to enjoy it, and not just from afar looking at grass. We want them to run, we want them to play, we want them to tumble and roll and climb do trees, the, do all the things that we did, you know, and be safe. If someone finds a tick, what should they do? What are the steps? Put it, don't put it in a piece of tape. If they find it, if they find one crawling on their body, burn it, flush it, set your house on fire, do whatever you need to do. Don't set your house on fire. <laughs> or send it in to get tested. Okay. Now, so, if the tick has bitten you, okay, and you know that for a fact, um, take the tick off, pull it with a um, needle nose pliers, a needle nose tweezers, and pull it straight out. Put the tick in a Ziploc bag. Do not put it in tape. Some people think to put it in tape, and that's not the way to go. Right. So, because it's hard when you want to send it away to get it tested. Um, it's hard for them to test the tick when it's in tape. So they say put it in a plastic bag, send it away. There's I use a company called TickReport.com, and you can. There's different levels of what you can test for, but they test for the big three, which is you know super important. You can obviously opt for the more expensive testing, but that's only if the tick bites you. If you find one crawling across your floor or up on your leg, you don't need to get those ticks tested. But. Okay, good to know. True or false <laughs> for all of these? I just got a tick twister. Are those better than tweezers? I don't know because I never use them, so I, I can't. I, I also use tweezers. I just, and I, I don't know. I, I think if it pulls the tick out and keeps it whole, that's the idea. You right. don't want to break the tick and then the head is still in there and it's still feeding and it's still alive. What about a lint roller? That's awesome. If you go out for a hike and you have a lint roller or a little sticky thing and you come back and you roll the bottoms of your legs or your socks or your pants, yep. that's an excellent idea. Especially with the little nymph ticks because those can be like a pencil point. Yep. The tops of the, you know, they're, if you step in a nest, 
and you have multiple on you, you know, a lot on you, that that's a great tool to use. And always have duct tape in your car because if you don't have your lint roller, you can turn the tape inside out and just duct tape yourself. Yes. Okay, so, please add lint roller and tweezers to your hiking pack list. <laughs> 100%. Okay, and then you already talked about putting clothes in your dryer, so that's a true fact if it's on high heat for an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then what about soap on a cotton ball? Is that one true? Is that to back the tick out? Yes. Yeah, see, I don't know, and I've also heard about thieves oil, thieves essential oil on a cotton ball and to back it out, but personally, I don't wait for that. I just want that tick out. And, uh, you know, when I feel secure enough that I know that I'm going to get the whole tick because I've done it before, but it's not just regular tweezers either. They're um, needle, nose, needle tweezers. nose tweezers. And you want to get all the way down as far as you can and then pull straight up. You don't want to twist it. You don't want to turn it. You just want to pull straight, straight up. up. Um, as far as, as, as far as that cotton ball thing, so yeah, a lot of people, um, there's conflicting information and I can tell you the information that I use would be just get the tick out. Um, you don't want the tick to regurgitate itself. And sometimes when they're disturbed, they'll regurgitate their contents. I'm sorry. It all sounds She's so gross. She's out over there. She's I'm like sorry. itching and like, I know, I know we're going to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, but it's, you don't want that to happen. You don't want to give them time to regurgitate the contents of their stomach into your body, which is where all these diseases reside. You want to be able to just get the tick out as soon as you can and get it off Test, somewhere tested. tested because if you do um test positive or the tick test positive you want to get on antibiotics right away this is the time that um you know a lot of times you say oh you know i want to don't want to use antibiotic and antibiotics and um this is the time that you save up for when you use it yeah <laughs> this um, is when you say yes to it yeah and one more thing about that uh urge your doctor especially it's if you have the tick tested and it would bit you and you bring in that test to the doctor and they want to put you on antibiotics, but they only want to put you on two weeks, you need to urge the doctor for the 28 days. And I am not an antibiotic crazy person. I actually never use them. But the 28 days is because that brackets the life cycle of the bacteria. And when you, when you go on antibiotics for a less amount of time for the two weeks, you're only you still have not killed out all of those back, the bacteria in your system. You've only killed out a portion of it and the rest remains and now is antibiotic resistant. Kind of like stopping your medicine too early with strep, you know, and then you have a resistant strain of strep because it lived through that first onslaught of antibiotics. So I would really urge the doctor to put you on 28 days. And it's very hard to be get a positive test for Lyme disease. That's the other thing. Not, so that's why it's easier to test the tick than it is a human. Yep. Yeah. It's easier to test the tick than the human. You should only, if you get bit, you can only get tested between six to eight weeks is the only time you'll really get a positive test. Before that and after that, you haven't, you either are never going to produce antibodies, which makes it an immune evader, or it's too soon to produce the antibodies. So the, the testing for people is extremely flawed. And the CDC just in, in here in the States just put on their um, testing page that 
just because your test is negative does not mean you don't have Lyme's not Lyme. And that is because people like us um, and went to fight the CDC and made them put this up because their testing is only 30% accurate. So mm -hmm. that's why LJ misdiagnosed for 10 years. And that's why her Lyme had progressed to where it did because it kept coming up negative and yeah. they kept saying, no, you didn't, that's not true. And then at the end it wound up being what it was. And I thought the most amazing thing was as soon as LJ went on to antibiotics, like you felt better, not all better, but like within days, right? A within week. days of the IV, like I was on oral antibiotics for, for um, six months prior to the IV. And by the, the third day of the IV antibiotic, I was like, bing, this is, I was so sick for 10 years. And my third day on the IV, I was like, everything seemed brighter. It was just, I felt better for the first time in 10 years. So, yay. It was, it was scary. It was a scary time. It was. Well, thank you so much again for all you two are doing and for spending the time today to teach everyone so much. I know we are all going to be itching ourselves today. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry if I gross anybody I out. I'm I sorry. promise we're going to come up with another product that's really pretty to talk about. <laughs> and where can people find you to follow along? We, you could go to threemomsorganics.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We are trying our best to um, navigate through that ourselves and trying to keep up to date on posts. And we do have on Fridays, we do a not so fun fact Friday and, you know, give some information about ticks and what to look for, identification cards. And you can find us on Amazon, where yeah. Walmart goes. You can go onto our website and try to look up your town and see if we're listed there. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you. We're going to do our final questions. What piece of advice can you share to help families get outside? Be safe. Like get out, get outside when you can. Good. If it's raining, get outside, but be prepared. Keep, put, put your socks into your pants, bring your repellent, bring your duct mm -hmm. tape and your lint roller and your tweezers yeah. and, <laughs> and get, know. and get ready either the night before or early in the morning when you have small kids, because otherwise that time gets away from you. It's, I know for me, it was really easy to just grab our bags and go when we saw that moment that all three were needing to get outside. Yeah. I'm adding those things to my hiking pack list. And then do you guys just leave your backpacks outside, like in the garage or like somewhere after you get home from a hike? Yeah, well, I spray my bag on the outside. I bring it yeah. right in and put it in the dryer. And would that so be your top recommendation right now then? Yeah. I think it is. Yes, 100%. Perfect. All right, let's end with a challenge. You challenge families to? To get outside and, you know, maybe take a picture of your repellent. It doesn't have to be Three Moms Organics. We just want people to wear repellent. I mean, it would be great if you, we, we made a product that is great for everybody to use, but we really want people to be out there. We want them to not be petrified of getting outside. Yeah. Show us your repellent. Take pictures of your repellent and, and you using it and on your hikes and where you're at and send it to us. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.